0: Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian
1: Church. Hi everybody and welcome to Love Rules. Our message today, Resting in the Work. We've got a couple of texts that we're going to use this day. Exodus, the 31st chapter, the 12th through the 13th verses. And then we're going to go to Matthew, the 11th chapter, the 28th to the 30th verses. Now, you know both of these texts. They're familiar to you. Let's start with Exodus 31, 12 to 13. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, you must observe my Sabbaths. This will be a sign between me and you for the generations to come, so that you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. The English standard version of that same one is, You are to speak to the people of Israel and say, Above all, You shall keep my Sabbaths, for this is the sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you or make you holy. And then Matthew, the 11th chapter, the 28th through 30th verses. Come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. This fall season is a busy time. It's busy for all of us, and hopefully, you've had a wonderful summer vacation and you're ready to get back to whatever your work is, and that's whether you have a job or not. We all just get busy in the fall. It's not a time when we usually think of rest, but God's word for us today is to work on the rest and to rest in the work. I'll say that again. Work on the rest and rest in the work. This can be rather confusing because folks who love the Lord by nature are active. We like keeping busy, whether it's our own personal Bible study or the Bible study at church or prayer meeting or service in our communities. Work is the initial human calling. Genesis 2.15, the Lord God took man, put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Our sense of duty is divinely inspired because faith without works is dead. This is how we show our devotion to Christ. But of all the things we do as Christians, the study, the service, the outreach, the most important and perhaps the most transformative spiritual activity on which the Bible focuses is rest, Shabbat. It is the desire and command of God, remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy. It is an offering of Christ. Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. So in this journey for Christ, in this faith life, rest may just be the most important spiritual discipline of all. Now, rest is not necessarily something we do just because we're tired to stop the work. and That's a big part of it, but in some respects, rest is the divine work. We must learn to rest in the work. So how do we start? We tend to think of Sabbath most often in context of the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. Moses goes up Mount Sinai. He talks with God. He comes down with two tablets, and the rule is set. It's number four. But it really wasn't that simple. First of all, Moses went up and down Mount Sinai a number of times, as many as eight times, to meet with God over a period of many years. Remember, the Israelites were around Mount Sinai for 40 years, and God laid out hundreds of laws. There were moral laws, judicial laws, ceremonial laws, and the sacred observance and practice of Sabbath is included in all of them. The Sabbath is critical in the totality of God's plan for his people. In fact, it's bound into the wholeness of the plan. It was not just something God decided we should do to keep us from getting weary. The Sabbath is part of God's creative process, his nature, his sense of timing. God created the universe in six days, and on the seventh day, he rested. Not because he was tired. God didn't need sleep. And not because seven was a lucky number. (laughs) God rested as a way to honor the completion and perfection of his work. The holiness of his work. Six days he declared good. Everything was done just right. Nothing had to be corrected. And the seventh day, Genesis 2, 3, God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. The key word here is holy, sacred, hollowed. This day is different from the others. It's special. It is holy because God is holy. Now, what does that mean? I invite you to reread Exodus, beginning around the 19th chapter and just going to the end, God's initial instructions to Moses, because it's a fascinating story. And really, you can get into the depths of this conversation, this ongoing conversation between God and his chosen. The people could not encounter God because of the force of his glory, the force of his holiness. God was not like the idols. He couldn't be controlled. He couldn't be handled. When Moses first encountered God at the burning bush, and God instructs him to go before the people, remember Moses says, who shall I say sent me? And God says, I am who I am. That means I've been, I'm going to (laughs) be. Don't worry about it. One commentator used a description I had never read before. He he writes about this experience he had uh, during a tour in Israel. And his tour guide, who is this wonderful uh, Jewish man, says that, holiness is a matter of the power of God. And this tour guide is explaining why the Israelites wouldn't have a name and why Jewish people don't have a name for God, because God is too powerful to try to box into a name. And so this tour guide says, when you think of God's holiness, think of plutonium. Plutonium! I said, when I read this, it was just, it blew me away, and I don't mean any puns. Plutonium is considered the most powerful and dangerous chemical element known to humanity. It is so powerful, they say, that just a bit of dust from plutonium can can blow up two million people like that. That's power. And and so this tour guide says, think about God's holiness, not in terms of gentle sweetness, though that is a part of who Jesus is, but power. That's why we sing, holy, holy, holy. Holy Lord God Almighty. We mention holy three times because God is powerfully holy. And that's why everywhere in the Bible, when God shows up, folks tremble. They go mute. They faint. They go blind. There is unfathomable power in this perfection, radically different from anything we know. I'm so glad you're with us today. Here's a special invitation. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is marking 130 years of worshiping God and serving His people. And we want you to help us celebrate. Thursday, September 29th at Mosley's on the Charles in Dedham. For ticket information, log on to rpcat130.org. That's rpcat130.org. We'll see you September 29th. Don't ever forget the power of God's holiness. The Israelites are commanded to remember the Sabbath as it focuses on the power of God's perfection and holiness. God's created this. You are to keep this holy time as it was created. You are to be in awe of the power of God's holiness. You are to appreciate it and honor it. The Sabbath is the way we appreciate and honor a holy God. And then, We come to Exodus 31, 13, where once again, God emphasizes this rest. And in the English Standard Version that I read at the beginning, he says, Above all, you shall keep my Sabbaths. For this is a sign between you and me throughout your generations that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. Above all, above all. This is important. Listen to this. The Sabbath is a sign marking the sacredness of the relationship between this mighty, awesome God and his chosen people. So it's not just a measurement of time, it's about the quality of time, how we use the time to honor our relationship with this mighty God. How is this expressed in our lives? You know, I vacation every summer, on Martha's Vineyard. I've been going there since my, even before my son was born, and he's almost 29 years old. And it's trendy now, and it's expensive, but at its core, it's a beautiful and peaceful place of nature, with beaches, and woods, and and incredible sunsets, and conservation land, and birds, and fishing, and it's the perfect retreat. It's a place where time is sacred. As a matter of fact, the house where I've rented for so many years has never had internet access until now. And this summer, a few of Nick's friends were there, and and, and, and they were from New York, and, and many of them stayed on the phones and were uh, texting and, and Facebooking all the while they were there. And I thought, how they're wasting this time. Because this place is not a place for technology, really. It's a place for deep conversations and reading and writing and bike rides and long walks and play everything that allows us to be refreshed and renewed as God's people. We can appreciate the joy of being alive. And that's what God was telling his people. Take this day to know how great I am and how good it is to be alive. But we're distracted. Technology can distract us. Work can distract us. Even Christian work can distract us. So, We have to figure out a way to manage Sabbath rest in a world of mass distractions. In truth, all work, any work, should point us to God. Everything we do should honor God. Now, sometimes people use work as an excuse to ignore God. I I can't come to church, Reverend Liz. I have to work. Well, I would suggest instead of making excuses, if you can't come to church, you should find ways to do church at work. How can you seek God? How can you witness to the power, the love, and the grace of God at work? How can you glorify God on the job? You see, the real work of a Christian, above all things, is to glorify God. That is the spiritual work, and that's not limited to any sanctuary. 1 Corinthians 15, 58, stand firm, let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor is not in vain. And if you don't do that, you can become weary in the distractions. But even then, if you listen closely, you'll hear Jesus call you. Come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. So the rest in Christ Jesus is the same rest that God is talking about. It is fully, fully surrendering yourself to the power of God. In a sense, then, rest is, is trusting in God. Sabbath is not simply about the cessation of work. It is about learning and growing in Christ. Trust, then, is a holy activity. So we can rest in the work and we can rest when we stop work. We can rest during great times and we can rest during challenges. We can rest during the most hectic period of our lives because we trust fully in knowing that we can lean on and be directed by a perfect and powerfully holy God. Be blessed. Thanks for joining
0: Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, roxburypresbyterianchurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love rain, if you let not...